you eating over there cowtail <laughs> oh you like cowtails huh mm-hmm. cowtails are good i was trying to get it i was trying to get chewed in in before processed uh, yeah well hey we're still chewing a little bit you almost made it you are totally fine uh i want to thank everyone for tuning in we have a very special guest hopefully a new member of the of, of the crew with us who's the guest pup pup That'd be me. yeah just move in a little bit closer to your microphone speak up that would be me oh there we go we get you there <laughs> So how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. How about you all? I'm doing good, doing good. Are you excited to be on the show? I am very excited. I've been looking forward to it. Well, good, good. Are you a little bit nervous? Mm, no. It's 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 just like talking the way that we do when we're not doing a show. Same thing. Correct? Well, maybe not exactly the same way we do. Don't cuss a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't. I've never heard him say a curse word. Yeah, Bart. <laughs> Also, don't use my real name. <laughs> That's okay. You use mine, though. You piece and, uh, of shit. I, <laughs> You're a piece of shit. Well, well, actually, I have heard him cuss. Yeah, there you go. So, oh, we're not going to have any. Um, Are you going to edit that? No, <laughs> no, I'm not going to edit that because you said my name there on one of the shows. Yeah, because it was an Ooh. email. Well, you could have still blacked it out. Goose. Cronkite. You absolutely 100% said your own name on the midweek moment. No, I did not. You did. I must have uh, edited it out then. You did not. Well. Because it was on the midweek moment stand-up. Well, yeah, but that's yeah, a little I bit different. That. That's, that's a little not. bit different. That's a that's a that's like a video clip that's from a stage name, ain't years it? ago. Yes, yes, name. it okay. is. Yeah, I got you. So just like Cronkite's a stage name. Yeah, I got you. I got you. See, you know, mine's not a stage name. I've been called Goose pretty much all my, all my life. Because you have feathers. Okay. How'd you get the nickname Pup? Uh, I think Nick gave it to me on the fire department when I first joined. Oh, okay. why did he? Why did he call you Pup? I don't know. That's weird. You do like McDonald's, though, correct? You're a big fan of McDonald's. I do like McDonald's. Yes. You love their secret sauce, right? Yes. Okay. See, man, after my own heart. I'm so confused right now. You gotta have some good sauce. Is that not the, the secret sauce? Is that not like just Italian dressing? No. Thousand Island or something. Thousand Island at McDonald's. What do you mean? What? What? We're all right. So, about the secret sauce at McDonald's. Yeah. Now, when you say secret sauce, what are you talking about? Like on the Big Mac? Yes. Possibly. Yeah, that's the. That's pretty much just Thousand Island dressing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. He's telling you. Yeah. You mean you didn't know that? No. Yeah. You can buy it from Walmart. Well, you can buy Thousand Island dressing from Walmart. Yeah, but you can't. Buy oh yeah, no, you can't buy Big Mac you from can Walmart. Chick Fil A sauce. Well, I've never seen Big Mac sauce at Walmart. Because it's Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> you want to go ahead and tell us what's going on in July? July 31st at the uh, Appalachian Wireless Arena, mm-hmm. the 
Pikeville Comic and Toy Con, and guess who's going to be there? We are. We are. We absolutely are. Right, um, we're going to have to get Pup to go with us, too. Pup, would you like to go for it? If I don't have work. Yeah. If he doesn't have work, he's going to be It's on a Saturday. He works I on a Saturday. Work. You work on Saturdays? Okay. <clears throat> so, that's, again, that's July 31st, Appalachian Wireless Arena, the Pikeville Comic and Toy Con. For more information, you can reach out to their website, pikevillecomiccon.net. They also have a Facebook page, or you can contact the e-store, comic, and tech shop at Facebook. Excuse me, on Facebook. Oh, my gosh. The cowtail <sighs> choked you up, isn't it? No, I've, my sinuses have choked me good. up. The e-store, comic, and tech shop on Facebook, or call 606 263 Four nine four six for more information. He came in here a few weeks ago and looked and sounded just like the Mucinex Booger from the commercial. Well, that's pretty much what I'm at right now. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, like I said, we're not going to have any listener email this week because we are uh, recording uh, in advance, which normally we don't do, but uh, we're going to do the next couple of shows that way just so we can take a little summer vacay. Yeah. And uh, But you'll still have uh, all new content coming up. Uh, we also want to remind everyone that if you have bad news you want to share with someone, if you want to break up with someone, if you want to quit your job, if you want to fire an employee and do it in a way that is funny and give them a story that they'll never forget, you can always call us at 606-373-3396. You can also text and leave a voicemail. Or what else can they do to contact us? You can email us, goose at heretruebubblegum.com or cronkite here at chewbubblegum.com. You can e- email the show here at chewbubblegum at yahoo.com. Uh, we're going to jump right in. Confessions of a UFO investigator. Wait, wait. You know, I just had a good idea. What's that? How about we let Pup give the bad news? Because he's he's a Gen Z, so he uses all kinds of funny words. I do. Would, and I'm not allowed to go to Walmart anymore either. Why? Because uh, something may have happened a couple weekends ago with uh, Move closer. a female that works at Walmart. Girlfriend did not like that uh, confrontation. So I'm no longer allowed in Walmart. <laughs> well, well, that's a, well. That's a, uh, um, the courts say you're not allowed in Walmart, or your girlfriend says you're not allowed in Walmart. My, my girlfriend. Okay. She's the courts. Okay. She's oh, the okay. courts. <laughs> you know, there's so many things I could say to you right now. So much advice I could give you, my friend. But I'm afraid oh your girlfriend may God. listen to the show, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. Give it to Pup. He can do bad news you for could, us. You could. De- All right. All right. Let's uh, let's let's uh, do a little acting right now. Okay. Let's say that I want Cronkite fired from his job. How would you tell him that he's fired? You know, and I'm telling you, he's he's he he's fired because he's uh, flatulent all the time, and other employees are complaining. Fart jokes. Yes. Really. Yes. I would say Bart. <laughs> Listen, stop, 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 stop. You, Get out of my office You now. cannot use my real name on the radio. Oh. I guess I'm just too used to saying your real name. I'm, I'm very sorry. This is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's kept a secret now for since November. It is ridiculous. Who? Piece of shit. <laughs> Wrong cot. Get out of my office. You're fired. Very good. Very good. Very good. What do you think about that, Cronkite? You are right. He would definitely. He would be very good at it. But yes. I, um, <laughs> You're speechless, right? I'm speechless. Okay. I mean, you might as well just take Cronkite <laughs> off the show and just put my real name up there. No, no. He only, he only said it twice. I only said it twice. You said it three times. 
Class. Say it a third time. <laughs> I guarantee you will before the day's over. I probably will. Uh, a lot of UFO news recently going on in the news and mainstream and stuff, and we're going to talk about confessions of a UFO investigator. A worldwide wave of media coverage about the UFO mystery has attracted new audiences who previously paid little attention to what's flying around the skies. Uh, one of the premier investigators of past UFO cases has written a guide for how anyone with an interest in UFOs can learn to investigate cases. Private UFO organizations have compiled uh, volumes and volumes of case files over the decades of uh, unknown aircraft, close encounters with uh, unknown beings. Uh, similar cases have been investigated by a secretive Pentagon group, and the world is waiting for a release uh, of a uh, from the Pentagon on the uh, UAP report. Uh, Richard Lang, who spent three decades interviewing witnesses claiming they had direct contact with unknown beings, there's a point at which uh, the wild stories feel no longer outlandish, uh, Lang said. Uh, next thing you know, I'm out there interviewing some ladies that's talking about, you know, being taken up into a ship and being examined and all that, Lang said. And I'm like, well, you know, I can remember being in those, uh, the first couple I did. I don't remember what I was thinking. Uh, I just got to get this out of my mind. I just want to go home and get away from that lady because she's nuts. This is what Lang said. And uh, then you'd interview another one and another one. And about 10 or 12 of them, you're like, wait a second. You know, these guys may actually be telling the truth. Uh, Lang is a trained investigator who uh, worked for two federal agencies and has written a book that teaches newcomers on how to investigate their own UFO cases. Is Excited. that a book you'll be buying? Sure. Really? Definitely. What's it called? Um, I didn't put that in the story because I deleted it. I didn't want to plug it. I got but you. you can just uh, you can just search uh, Richard Lang. Now, are you really going to buy the book, or are you going to get the audio version? If I can get the audio version, I'm going to get that. Yeah. See, I I knew you'd be doing that. Well, why not? I spend most of my time in a vehicle, so. Well, that is true. Um. Something else I was going to talk about, and I'm going to play a clip here in just a moment. U.S. congressman says something's going on that we can't handle about UFOs. Another member of the U.S. Congress is talking openly about UFOs and the expected upcoming UFO report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. A TMZ reporter recently spoke with Tennessee Republican uh, Tim Burchett on Capitol Hill. Uh, let's see, Representative Burchett answered a question about President Biden's meeting with Vladimir Putin and if UFOs would come up. Uh, Res uh, Representative Burchett also said that there's no way these objects are Russian technology because if it was, uh, they would own us outright. Have you guys saw that interview or, or heard about that? I've not. But I, I completely agree with it. Yeah, I mean, if if they had the upper hand in, in that area. Yeah. Yeah, they would. They would probably. They would most certainly own us. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, now, this is uh, this is a very this is a very short interview. I'll go ahead and uh, and uh, let's see. Play this here. Let's see. Technology. I mean, they would own us right now. They used to say that. I've heard people talk about how the Nazis had it in the Second World War. But if they did, they would have won. That is ridiculous. It has to be something that's that's out of our galaxy. It just has to be if if it, if it in fact is real. It comes from you. You you have always been a straight shooter. It's been like I, I know when um, it's been bipartisan, but the one thing I've noticed is 
doesn't, doesn't matter which president it is. Nobody. Now, this interview is actually recorded on the street. That's why all the background noise right. and so forth. So let's go ahead and continue. He ever talks yeah. about the. Uh, they always say they're going to do something about it, and then they get in office. And, and honestly, I thought Trump was going to do something. He was going to release the files. But, you know, they release these files are redacted. It's just a big blob of blo whiteout. And uh, it, clearly something's going on. We, we talk about we're going to release it, and then we never do. Or we, re we release something that's so redacted that it's just ridiculous. The Air Force had a release of, of, on Roswell, which was the big, the big deal, I think, from 48, and the big cover up there. And, and the guy that did it was a smart aleck, and he kind of smirked the whole time, and nobody took it serious. They ought to take it serious. The American public wants to know, and frankly, we deserve to know. And I actually, uh, I actually uh, agree with him on that. The American public does want to know. Yeah, we do. And, and um, um, you know, I was just thinking about that the other day as far as um, – what you were talking about, if if the if the rest of the world had this technology, that we would be nobody in the world likes us as the, as the United States. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Some people do. I mean, some people do. They get along with us, but it's just like being being you know getting along with the with the the uh, the biggest kid on the block. You know, if you get into trouble, you're gonna. <laughs> These are, these are facts. Right. We we spend we spend more on our military budget than the next twenty seven countries combined. Our military budget in the last couple of years has been slashed drastically. But still, yet yeah, we still spend more. We have well, more. We have more aircraft carriers. More. We have air superiority right now. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not I'm not tooting our own right, horn. I'm right. simply simply stating facts. The rest of the world tolerate us. So because all right. let me ask you a question. You think our military is on the same level of uh, protection and and technology and manpower wise now as they were in the eighties in mm -hmm. the in the early eighties? I would say technology wise, we're a lot more okay advanced. I now, will I will give you that manpower wise. I'm not sure. It's down way way down. Okay, really? Yeah, I can believe that. Um, but again, at the same time. We're still that, that that's like being friends with the kid, the biggest kid on the block. You know what I mean? People tolerate us. The world tolerates us and our de democratic idea, our democracy ideas, because right. we, we 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 have we have the ability to to wage war. Right. Most countries can't wage war on a scale that we could. There's probably two other countries out there that could. Who? Russia and China. Okay. Yeah, and I'm probably going to get hate mail. Let's cronkite it here at chewbubblegum.com. Well, care. hey, we're uh, we're uh, getting used to it. So yeah, you know, and that uh, that uh, uh, republic or not Republican, but that representative in that clip, you know, he was mentioning Trump. So we'll probably get some more hate mail. But you know what? This is our show here at Chew Bubble Gum, and if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. There is an off switch. Yes, there is. So now, a pup where he is new, and we're bringing him in. I gave him an assignment to talk about Mr. Bob Lazar, one of our favorite subjects. Indeed. Pup, you had never heard of Bob uh, until you started doing some research on him, correct? No, I haven't. Scoot in closer. Um, I haven't heard about Bob Lazar and since uh, you told me to research him. and I found out some facts about uh, Mr. Bob Lazar. Share some of those with us. <laughs> I love him. Can well, we keep him forever? Yeah. yeah. Well, Bob Lazar uh, is an American conspiracy theorist who claims to have been hired in the 
late 1980s to reverse engineer extraterrestrial technology. Now, what what was your take uh, once you started reading about what Bob Lazar did? Um, I thought that some of the facts that he had said um, were true. And, I mean, he's a very interesting guy out there. And I'm sure he – I mean, it sounds like he's got some good points as to uh, what he's talking about. Well, now let me ask you, do you believe him? Do you believe what he says? To a certain extent, yes. You're a, you're a smart pup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, uh, I believe him 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there, there, there was just too much that he said back in – 1989, when he first came forward, that has came true since then. And he tried to keep his identity secret. Yes. He tr- he didn't try to benefit from it right. like most. And he's still not benefited yeah. from it. But every time he talks, the FBI raids his nuclear hardware store. Yes. There's a documentary on him. What's the name of it? It's on Netflix. Oh, shoot. I wish you had asked me that. Hang on. I'll look for it real okay. quick. I can't remember. But uh, this is for you, pup. If you want to check out some more, watch this documentary. It is... Uh, it is a really fascinating documentary. Cronkite's looking that up. Oh, we're going to have an interview coming up a little bit later on in the show here with uh, Seth Seth Amberge of uh, uh, Seth's Daily Podcast. Got tongue-tied there for a minute. Too many S's there. It says it's Area 51 and Flying Saucers. Oh, okay. doesn't sound right. That was the name of the documentary? That doesn't sound right. Maybe this is a new one. Maybe what? What's the year on that one that you're reading? 2018. Okay, no, that's the right one. So maybe they change the name on it or something. Maybe it's listed as something else different on YouTube. I uh, believe possibly could change the name on it then. So uh, we're going to. Uh, do you have anything, Cronkite, or you want us to? We're going to take a break and step away. Well, I just want to remind everyone on July 31st, the Appalachian Wireless Arena, the Pikeville Comic and Toy Con will be coming up. Uh, we will be there. You can also reach out to uh, them. On mm-hmm. their Facebook page, or the East Store Comic and Tech Shop, uh, on their Facebook page, and call or call six zero six two six three four nine four six, or PikevilleComicCon.net. And uh, Ken, uh, uh, with the uh, Pikeville Comic and Toy Con, will be coming up on the show and uh, telling us what to expect there. Uh, we're going to uh, what take a break, sure, and uh, we'll come back with uh, Seth Ambergy. What are they listening to? Here to Chew Bubblegum. With Goose, Cronkite, and Pup. And Pup. Are you a horror movie fan? Yeah, I dig horror movies. Are you searching for a great internet horror talk radio show to listen to? Why, sure, that sounds quite spiffy. Then you need to tune in to DeadPit.com. It's the original horror talk radio show. DeadPit is a show by the fans and for the fans. Uncensored and unbiased opinions are their goal of the show, giving fans honest reviews on new films and vintage classics of the horror genre. Make DeadPit.com your number one horror station destination. Take a lighter look into the darker side of the world. Join Elliot. Gertie and Beagle as they jump into the dark abyss of hauntings, serial killers, conspiracy plots, and beyond. 
Pod, the Spooky Family Podcast, premieres July 1st, wherever you find and listen to quality podcasts. <laughs> You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. If Abraham Lincoln were alive, he'd listen, but he's dead. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, of Here to Chew Bubblegum. I am Goose. Across from the table with me, all as always, is my friend Cronkite. Hello. And Pup. How we doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We actually have a very special guest on the phone. Oh, yeah. Who's that? We have Seth Embergy of uh, Seth's Daily Podcast. Oh, excellent. How are you doing today, Seth? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We are doing good. We are doing good. Loving this beautiful weather choked up oh yeah for sure yeah well Cronkite's a little bit too hot oh no man it's not too hot what is wrong with you it's pretty hot outside it's hot past couple days oh yeah it's been hot yeah oh man so seth uh start (laughs) off by telling us uh where our listeners could find your show at i know it's on youtube and is it on other platforms as well it is uh on YouTube as a uh, Seth's Daily Podcast, and it is on uh Spotify as well. I actually have a Patreon account where uh that's where all the audio go to is Patreon. It is a dollar a month, and it, uh, that's the only place you can get my audio on. So it's very special. If you want interviews first, definitely subscribe to my Patreon because it's a it, you get perks, man, of being a subscriber in my Patreon. You get to listen to the podcast before anyone else. I know Cronkite has, has has talked to you know we've talked off air before about starting a Patreon. We actually had a listener email a few weeks ago mentioning that. Uh, have you had good success with that? Uh, a decent success, definitely, man. Right. If you can make money off this, you're doing something right. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, um, if you make money off anything, then you know you're not doing it as a hobby or a uh, a uh, something to do. You're you're that's your profession. You're doing it. The first time I ever did stand-up comedy, I made a grand total of 20 bucks. But, hey, that was my first paid stand-up gig. That's it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, you had enough money to eat out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, Seth, what got you into podcasting? Uh, There's actually a very funny story on that. I'm not going to say any names because uh, they'll definitely be listening (laughs) because they're local politicians. So, I'm definitely not going to say any names. Protect the innocent. yeah, in 2020, there was election in November, everybody knows, and there was, uh, I'm not even going to say what they was running for, but there was this guy that was uh, looking for interviews, man. He was like trying to get on TV, not going to say any TV stations either that he was trying to get on, and uh, he was like, he like just texted me, he said, man, I can't get on TV or anything, and he said, uh, do you have a computer? And I was like, yeah, I have a computer. <laughs> And he was like, you got a mic, don't you? And I said, yeah, I got a video game mic. And he said, well, we can do an interview. And I was like, well, yeah, man, I've always been interested in doing podcasting. I mean, like listening to Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz and stuff, they've definitely inspired, inspired me to uh, be interested in doing podcasting. So that's how I got into podcasting was uh, interviewing a guy that ran for, uh, ran for a seat. And it just kind of <laughs> snowballed from there then, huh? Yeah, man. Like back in January. Well, I'll get in. I'll get into that story. How I interviewed a very famous guy in January. So, what's your favorite uh, part about asked, podcasting? Uh, 
meeting new people for sure and interviewing famous people. I've had a, a girl on Wednesday that was in the main event on PFL Professional Fighters League. Uh, she was in the main event against a Golden Glove gold medalist. Her name is uh, Brittany Elkin. I had her on Wednesday, man. So meeting famous people and meeting people that you see like on ESPN and Discovery and all them channels, man, is definitely the most fun part of doing podcasting. Nice. So it's it's probably nerve-wracking, though, ain't it? That is very cool. Yeah, man, it's definitely nerve-wracking watching somebody on TV last week and then uh, interviewing them interviewing them the next week and seeing them on your screen (laughs) in front of you. Yeah, definitely, I'm sure. I watch the Joe Rogan podcast a lot, too. I have watched it a couple of times. Uh, Got choked up there a little bit. I think Cronkite gave me his head cold that he had. It's not a head cold. It's sinuses. Well, you probably. It's not contagious. Okay. Well, it's just good. my body just trying to get rid of the crap that grows around here. And you're spewing it out everywhere else, huh? <laughs> I'm trying not <laughs> to. make everybody else sick. Yeah. Well. I think Pup's got a question for you, Seth. I was going to ask, what do you think crashes at Roswell, New Mexico? That was a good question. <laughs> well, uh, I had some uh, UFO experts on Friday, actually, and I asked them about that. And uh, what they, I don't know anything about it until they talked about it. That's actually uh, one of the reasons why I interviewed them so I could be ready for this interview because they're very intelligent on UFOs, and you guys should definitely get them on. Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, for sure, man. They're really good people, and they know a lot, a lot more about it than me. Uh, well, I definitely think the government has <laughs> covered something up there. Sure, yeah. I mean, you just, if you know, I mean, if you look at anything about Roswell, it's a guarantee. I mean, if you if you can't walk away looking at it and saying something else happened there than what they're saying, you have your hand in the sand. Yes. 100%. <clears throat> yes, you do. Oh, yeah, for sure, sauce. man. What was that, pup? <laughs> You're lost in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. I've the sauce. I've never heard that. Have you ever heard that before, Seth? Lost in the sauce. Yes. <laughs> okay. I have never heard that. I have heard if you catch it, see a doctor and get rid of it, but never lost in the sauce. Hey, uh, hey, uh, uh, Seth. Um, who has your favorite guest so far been? If you can name a favorite. Oh, uh, definitely Joe Tedda, man. I interviewed Joe again Tuesday, actually. He's from Discovery Show Dual Survival. It has uh, 8.5 thousand views on YouTube. Definitely my favorite interview is with Joe because, man, watching him grow. When I was growing up, man, I watched him every day on TV on Discovery. So it's definitely weird interviewing him, but it was definitely a very fun interview. Well, good. That's good. I I have saw that before on uh, Discovery. Have you? I know. I, I, don't, I don't have TV. But you have YouTube. You watch YouTube. I'm yeah, sure you can find a YouTube clip of it. Yeah, but I don't Google Discovery shows. You were the one that said you paid for the Discovery app or whatever I, it was I, there I, a few months ago. I used to. I don't anymore. Oh, okay. I Netflix and Hulu now. Oh, okay. Okay. But you have heard of the show, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, well, yeah, I've heard of the show. I've just, I have just never watched it. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I Netflix, Hulu, and OnlyFans now. That's what I do. OnlyFans. Okay, yeah, we're, we're not. We're, this uh, interview is going to be going on the radio, so we're not going to go in that direction. Well, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah, let's not touch that subject. <laughs> no, I'm not saying anything out there. All right, so do you believe in aliens? 
Do you believe they exist? Uh, yes. Tell me why. Tell me why not. Uh, I definitely believe they exist because um, there's been stuff on video, man, that is just mind-boggling, man. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, some of the stuff that's been that's been posted out here recently is pretty wild. Now it could and, be. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry about that. And uh, if you think about it, why if they wasn't real, why would the government cover it up? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, very true. You know, and it's uh, it, it could be the fact that it's been you know our cameras and everyone has a camera now on their phone, and our cameras are getting better. That we're seeing a lot of stuff, um, and it's just becoming harder for them to keep it a secret. Maybe I'm I'm not really sure, but it seems like there has been a lot more sightings lately. I think yeah, it's so. definitely because we got a lot more technology. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, we definitely do. Um, what's your favorite sci-fi movie? Man, that's that's a tough question right there. Give me your top three. Ooh, man, that's tough. I would say my favorite Star Wars, to be honest. What <laughs> is your second favorite sci-fi movie? I guess Star Trek, man. There you go. There you go. The new ones or the old ones? Uh, the old ones for sure. Oh, oh really? Oh. Nice. You are a man of good taste. You are a man of good taste. <laughs> Goose doesn't even know what Star Trek is. No, no, not at all. The old Star Wars is definitely better than the new ones, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. throw that out there. (laughs) And coming in number three, what's your third favorite? Man, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to tell you, this one is more like a comedy movie, man. Snakes on a plane. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That that is a good one. That is a good one. (laughs) You know, I actually remember back when that first came out, there was a phone campaign. And, th- and this, oh, is, yeah. this is a true story. I answered my phone one day, and it was like Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. He was like, hey, check out my new movie, Snakes on a Plane. And I know that sounded more like Kermit the Frog than Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was I was blown away by that. Yeah. So, did you get a call like I did. that? Okay. I did. Oh, did you get a call? Oh, no, I definitely I didn't get a call like that. <laughs> I didn't either. Oh, let's see. Uh, who has the next question there they want to ask Seth? Oh, if you could time travel or travel to any other time period, what would it be? Uh, I would say the 1800s, man, because uh, things was a lot more peaceful back then. <laughs> they definitely were peaceful. Now, would you go back to the uh, like the the late 1800s, like circa Red Dead Redemption two? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, ha- yeah, or man. Are uh, you a gamer? Have you played Red Dead Redemption 2? Yes, that's exactly why, man. Yes, exactly. Red Dead is awesome. Yes, it is. Uh, I don't think Cronkite's played it. Have you, Cronkite? I've not. Okay. What about you, Pup? Have you played Red Dead Redemption 2? Uh, I have a little bit. What do you think about it? I think it's like GTA, but like... The graphics are so much better than GTA, though. They are. They are. It is a really fun game. If you could travel to another planet... Which one would you choose and why? Mars, because um, it's definitely got the most interesting uh, stories, man, of like research for like human life and or alien life. And man, they found I believe they found water on there a couple years ago, right? Yes, yes, they did. Yeah, they did. 
have uh, you guys uh, uh, saw some of the images that people are saying are statues and stuff? Yes. All right. Have uh, you saw that, Seth? Uh, you're talking about the weird statues that have showed up, like in. Uh, there's actually one that showed up in Kentucky, wasn't there, in Floyd County? Oh, the oh monoliths. Yeah, you're yeah, talking about yeah. the monoliths. I'm talking about there's like uh, there's been with the recent uh, Mars rover, they've been sending back pictures, and some people claim that they see noses and face and uh, uh, debris like from old statues and stuff. Have you have you saw those pictures? No, I haven't, man. Unfortunately. Okay. Well, you definitely <laughs> that sounds awesome. Oh, you you definitely yeah. have to check it out because. Um, at first I really didn't, when I looked at the picture, I really didn't believe it. And then I was, uh, reading one article about it and this one guy, and it makes sense. Uh, he said that NASA blurs the pictures because to hide you from seeing exactly what it is. And then this, uh, interview, he, he was a, uh, like a professional software guy and he took one of the pictures and he lowered the contrast and you could actually see a face and he said that that had been done, uh, you know, before they posted it, uh, because it, it was pixeled, and he he canceled that some way by playing with the settings and adjusting the contrast. But it's very very interesting. Yeah, man. Uh, Seth, have you actually have you guys heard about where? Oh, sorry, I didn't. No, mean to no, you. no. <laughs> you're you're totally fine. You go ahead. Have you guys? Uh, speaking of that, Roswell, um, them people that I had on Friday night, um. Uh, shout out to them. Their podcast is called In Dark Places. And they was telling me about how there was like in Roswell, New Mexico, there was like aliens supposedly found. In, and then there was like UFOs found and stuff. But they said that uh, the government was saying that it was just hot air balloons and dummies that was falling out. Yeah. Yeah. The government's said they said all kinds of stuff like They're that liars. which brings me to my next question do you believe the government has been honest about what they know about ufos no no not at all man i don't either i don't either do you think that the upcoming uh ufo uap report will have some stuff in it or it will be totally uh, redacted or or downplayed I think it'll be downplayed, man, because um, that it seems like everywhere that there is a site or they see aliens and stuff, that it always gets played out like it's just like in Roswell. They said it's a hot air balloon or something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think whenever uh, something happens and the people know that something has happened, it's really strange. I think they always come up with an excuse as to why it's normal, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, they try to uh, put the blame off on something else. Yes, yes distraction. Definitely, definitely. I, did you guys hear about the 2002 uh, CSX uh, crash that oh. possibly hit a UFO in Paintsville? Oh yes, yes, yeah. we've talked about that several times on the show, and uh, actually, you know, hopefully, we'll be able to make a trip out there later on this summer. Correct, Cron. They had a lot of information so. about it. Yes, yes. There was, and something that we've said on the show before is that particular incident. If you go back and read the report, it was written like an incident report. It was structured mm. that way, like an incident report. The information it gave, you know, if 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 you work in a field dealing with uh, investigative reports, that's what it read like to me. But that that's a. Are very, you actually seen the report? Yeah. Well, I I. I didn't see an actual report. I have, uh, through the Freedom of Information Act, uh, made uh, requests uh, for 
from different agencies. I've not got a reply. And actually, how many weeks ago was it that we called CSX? Probably a month ago now, maybe yes. a month and a half ago. Yes. We called them live on the show and uh, talked to a lady in their human resources department, wasn't it? You know, no, uh, we tried to reach their, their their office, but we ended up with a uh, uh, incident incident response or something like okay. that. Okay, but we, we told them about that and asked, and her basic thing was, "Do you have a what incident name and report number?" Yes, and uh, you know that's something we're not able to. And she asked for a password too, didn't she? She did. And uh, that's something we weren't able to provide. But you know, just the fact that she said that was, you know, kind of mind blowing to us. Yeah. Yeah, there was a. They was talking about it Friday night, and there was actually people that know about it but won't come forward because they're too scared. Wow, wow. Well, we're definitely going to have to check out that episode and have those guys on. And we appreciate you turning them on to us. Um, now, um, the county that you live in, I, I know it very well. Uh, have you saw anything suspicious in the skies or anything? <laughs> That's a very. Uh, that's a very interesting question, man, because uh, I actually have. I was like 10 years old in the swimming pool, and I remember just laying there, man, and I seen something. You know how like an old dish satellite looked like back in the 90s and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I was born in 98. The only reason why I know that is because uh, there's like an old dish satellite behind our house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, and, man, uh, yeah, man. Go. See, Cronkite makes fun of me being old, and he's like 98, so Cronkite's finally realized he's old. Yeah, I know. I know I'm old. So, <laughs> so, I'm, uh, I'm just not trying to hold on to my youth like you are. So, uh, yeah, right. So, uh, Seth, when you saw this object, did it, did it look like, like an old satellite dish? Is that correct? Yes, it was uh, gray, and it had like red lights on it. It's all I remember. It was circle. I was 10 years old. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to remember exactly, but I do remember seeing it like gray and like red lights and it went really fast, which I didn't know anything about UFOs back then because I was 10 and stuff. And I said, what in the world was that? <laughs> right. Well, I remember saying that I was definitely confused on what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's something that has stuck with you all these years. Definitely, man. I don't think you could ever forget that. Like if somebody seen Bigfoot or something, they wouldn't definitely not forget that. Yeah. So, Seth, there. Uh, in closing, is there anything you want to add, or is there any questions for us? Uh, yeah, man. Tuesday, I interviewed Joe Ted. That'll be up on YouTube on Seth's Daily Podcast. You should definitely check out my interview with In Dark Places on YouTube as well. They go very in the detail about the paintful CSX uh, UFO crash. I mean, they go very in detail about it. <laughs> and uh, I got a question for all three of you guys. Okay. Right. Do you guys have any personal experiences seeing UFOs? Yes. 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 Um, well, yeah, you do too, don't you? Um, I saw, I, the first one I ever saw was in 96 near uh, Lake there in the county that you're in. And I didn't see another one until this past uh, the end of January, 1st of February. And uh, Cronkite witnessed it as well. And, uh, Pup, tell us about yours. Well, I was really young when mine happened, and I was living in uh, Danville, Kentucky. And uh, I was probably eight or nine years old. And uh, I remember I was in my backyard one night, you know, 
hanging out with a group of friends in the neighborhood, and I swore that I saw a, a disc size uh, shape or object in the sky with a, a bunch of glowing lights around the outside. And you know, I mean, I was young, you know, like Seth, he was young when he saw it, but it was it was definitely something to where I was like, that's weird. And the thing about it is, is it was like, it wasn't really that high up in the sky either. Like it was, you know. Right. Yeah, it kind of sounds similar to what what Seth was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, it does. So. so, you know, that's something too that you can take people's UFO experiences, and if they're not, if they're not exactly the same, they're very, very yeah, similar very in similar. detail. Yeah, the funny thing is, I live around the lake actually, so it's very funny that you said you've seen <laughs> one around here. Well, I actually started to say the name of the lake, but I didn't want to give you know your location away there. But, uh, Seth, thank you very much for being on the show. We'll definitely have you back. Um, and uh, I will get in contact with you and get the contact information for those guys you was talking about. We'd love to have them on the show as well. Sure. Um, again, thank you very much, Seth. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, Seth Ambergy from Seth's uh, Daily Podcast. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Is my soul gone? When you want fresh, authentic Mexican food, you want El Picante and Cole Run. Dine on sizzling hot fajitas, the freshest pico de gallo, or if you're craving their secret ingredient jalapeno dip, the only place you'll find it is El Picante. Look, there are Mexican restaurants on every corner. The difference is in the mouth-watering food and the great service you'll get at El Picante and Cole Run. Visit El Picante for lunch today. Researching the inner workings of the net to bring you stories of the strange and unusual. It's Elliot's articles on Here to Chew Bubblegum. Take it away, Elliot. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening. This is Elliot, and you are listening to Elliot's articles on the Here to Chew Bubblegum podcast. This week, we will be discussing a listener-suggested topic, that of Valiant Thor, a visitor from Venus. The information for today's article comes from Frank E. Strangers' book, Stranger at the Pentagon. The book tells the story of Valiant Thor, an alien from the planet Venus. On March 16, 1957, Valiant Thor arrived in a ship which landed in Alexandria, Virginia. On the ship with him were three other crewmates who we will talk about in just a few minutes. Valiant Thor is described as being six foot tall and around 180 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. When two police officers showed up at the scene and found Valiant Thor calm and wanting only one thing, to meet with President Eisenhower. Somehow this request wasn't met with ridicule or derision. The police officers took him through an elaborate subway system from the Pentagon where he met with the Secretary of Defense to the White House where he met President Eisenhower, Vice President Nixon, and all the Joint Chiefs. He brought a message from the High Council of Venus for Earth to stop and destroy our nuclear weapons because they could lead to the obliteration of the human race. 
One of the people to meet and speak to Valiant Thor was Harley Andrew Byrd, nephew to the late Rear Admiral Richard Byrd of the United States Navy. When Byrd asked him where he was from, Thor replied, I am from the planet that is called Venus. Byrd asked him how many visitors from Venus were presently on Earth, and he said, There are presently 77 of us walking among you in the United States. We are constantly coming and going. If you are a Venusian, or know of one, please feel free to contact Goose, Cronkite, Ned, or myself at Here to Chew Bubblegum. When meeting with the president, he was quoted as saying, I come from the planet your Bible calls the morning and evening star. Venus, the president replied, yes. The fact that Valiant Thor mentions the Bible will have relevance later. After hearing Valiant Thor's message of peace, the president regretted to inform him that he would not be able to accept it. Valiant Thor then became a quote-unquote guest of the American government inside the Pentagon. This next section was taken from the website eraoflight.com. After assuring them that this planet had been under close scrutiny for hundreds of years before the 1945 bomb blast, and with his special letter still in the slightly quivering hand of the president, he was requested to follow the Secret Service back the way that had come, to the Pentagon and into a beautifully furnished apartment where he would spend the next three years. Fortunately, he was prepared for such a lengthy visit and kept in constant communication with the starship that he had arrived in. There were many occasions during this time which he teleported himself in and out of those quarters, often exercising quote-unquote trans imagery to cause the security guards to visualize his face on a non-existent badge. Soon after his arrival, together with the three members of his crew, he joined a convention in the backyard of the home of Mr. Howard Minger in Highbridge, New Jersey. The month was April 1957. A certain group of individuals who were interested in UFOs were meeting that day. Val and his crew members, Don, Jill, and Tanya, had changed into the same type of clothing worn by their Earth friends. The meeting was very interesting, and these people were on the right track. He was dismayed to learn the undignified manner in which these people were treated by the press. Now, I find it in, in, very interesting that the names of his crewmates were Don, Jill, and Tanya. Common Earth names. Uh, so that was a, sort of a surprise. It was at this meeting, although he wouldn't contact him until later, that he met Frank E. Strangis. Frank E. Strangis was a preacher and academic. Thor supposedly chose Strangis to help spread his message. Strangis, who had originally written a book called Saucerama, after meeting Thor, he wrote many more books. In these books, he revealed such quote-unquote facts that Jesus Christ was a Venusian and the Bible needed to be followed. This fact that the strangest was a preacher and used this event to spread the gospel had some people wondering if this wasn't the point of the story after all. Maybe strangers had made this up to try to get people to come to the side of Christianity. Even with this, there are quite a few people that believe this, including President Eisenhower's granddaughter. Next week, we will move on to a new topic, and before I choose that, I would love to hear from our listeners, so that you can tell me what you want to hear. Stay vigilant, dear listeners. Until next time, Elliot out. Take a lighter look into the darker side of the world. Join Elliot Charity and Beagle as they jump into the dark abyss of hauntings, fables, UFOs, and beyond.
the Spooky Family Podcast. You can find them where you listen to quality podcasts. <laughs> it's now time for Ned Said on Here to Chew Bubblegum. You can't describe a color without saying a color. <laughs> Goose and Cronkite. Give the guys a break. They're uh, not that bright. <laughs> Welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum. I'm Goose. Cronkite is currently tying his shoes. I didn't know you knew how to do that. He's away from the microphone momentarily. Yeah, I know how to do that. What do you okay. mean I didn't know how to do that? Cronkite said I was being weird. I think Cronkite's weird. You're being weird. I'm not weird. You've been strange. You're different today than no, you usually are. No, Dude, I'm looking forward to doing the show. I love doing the show with you. Wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. You're being very weird. No, I'm not being weird. I don't like it. Well, sorry. Change it. Change the music? Yeah. Okay. And your attitude. Try enough of it. Oh, <laughs> well, I like that. There's the old Cronkite <laughs> coming out. You're being weird. You're paranoid. Yeah, well, um, I know that. Or, I'm medicated. Okay, well, good. <laughs> maybe I need to be. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, uh, pup uh, stepped away momentarily and will be back. If Where'd he go? Um, he had something special he had to go take care of. I'll tell you off the air. Oh, okay. He has diarrhea. Uh, I see. So, but, I see. you know, I, I didn't want to go into it a whole lot. But, you know, I, I might as well just go ahead and tell you. So he sure. Had, he had a massive case of diarrhea. Okay. Have you ever heard of Abby Richards? Yes. Okay. What do you think of Abby Richards? What do you know about Abby Richards? She has a conspiracy map. Chart. Chart. Yes. Well, I mean, we've been talking about the awakening map. I yes. just call everything a map now. Okay. Uh, but it seems, I mean, it's a very interesting piece. Oh, it's very interesting. We're going to talk about it and go over the conspiracy chart, and then I'm going to pick some just some random subjects out. And While you're doing it. that, I'm going to pull up the chart so I can follow along. Okay, good, good. Um, well, before we do that, I'm going to give a little background on Abby Richards. Abby Richards is an American comedian and environmental activist whose anti-golf campaign and conspiracy theory charts went viral on TikTok and Twitter in 2020. Richards was born on June 4, 1996, and grew up in Newton, Massachusetts. She graduated from Colorado College with a degree in environmental science and, as of August 2020, was studying for a master's in climate studies uh, in the Nether in the Netherlands, after graduation uh, from Colorado College, Richards moved to Melbourne, Australia, to work in stand-up comedy. She began posting criticism of golf and golf courses on TikTok after running past a golf course in the spring of 2020 and noticed that the course is no trespassing signs. She told the Daily Dot that the uh, privatization of green spaces, especially during a pandemic. When people need to maximize their distance from one another made me furious. She posted a TikTok video about running for president to make golf illegal, which went viral. Her post on concerns about environmental impact and social inequality 
But she also includes uh, among her criticisms that the game is boring and the clothes are ugly. I can definitely agree with the clothes being ugly. What about you? Sure. Yeah, well, they are, but I like golf. Other than putt-putt, I've never really played golf. Um, according, I, was the, I was on the golf team in my high school. Was you really? Oh. You had a golf t- Damn, what size high school did you go to? It we didn't have a golf team. We had basketball, baseball, football, and – It wasn't very that big. Was, that was about it. I mean, it wasn't very big, but – uh, all well, of the county schools had a. What golf was the, team. Did you have a like a like a uh, jazzy name for your golf team? We did not. Like uh, I I can't even think of something like Yogi's Bogies. No, we had our. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it was no different than the basketball or the baseball or whatever. Just the the whatever mascot was our school. Right. What was your slogan? Be uh, hey, I know a good slogan for a golf team. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, welcome to the golf team. We're slugging and we're mugging. Nice. Yeah, that don't even make any sense. I don't know what slugging I, means, but I, I, I'm, no I like it. Uh, anyway, um, let's see. Uh, Richard studied that her post started as a joke, and 100% is not a joke anymore. Her concerns became more serious as she did more research. Uh, like you said earlier, Cronkite, Richards created the conspiracy chart and inverted pyramid, uh, accessing various conspiracy theories, uh, theories on the spectrum from grounded in reality to detached from reality, which, according to New Zealand journalist David Fowler, went bonkers on Twitter. So, uh, what do you think about the conspiracy chart there that you're looking at it and pulling it up? Well, I'm looking at, um, I mean, some of the stuff we talk about. Yes. Uh, um, is um, up here <laughs> right where it says, get help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, basically, her uh, pyramid is broken into uh, five things, and starting at the bottom going up, the titles are uh, things that actually happened. That's the first one. And it names, uh, just to name a few, Operation Mockingbird, uh, NASA, uh, I'm sorry, NSA, um, Mass Surveillance, uh, FBI spied on John Lennon. Uh, the next category is We Have Questions, and in the We Have Questions category, some just various ones is Roswell, uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, UFOs, and JFK assassination. From there, going on up, the, uh, uh, I guess, classification or headline for this next one is unequivocally false but mostly harmless, and that includes Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, uh, crop circles, uh, aliens built Stonehenge. Well, now, first of all, crop circles are real. I've seen them. Well, I've saw them too, but you know, and we've not really talked about crop much, crop circles much on the show, right? Um, I think we did. I, I, I don't know. It's been months and months ago. I don't think crop circles crop circles are real. I mean, they're real because I've seen them, but I don't think sure. Aileen Craft made made them. Somebody's got a lot of time on their hands. Because that would be, that's a lot of work. Well, yes, it is. But I mean, could you imagine that design on the bottom of some alien craft that land, that landed? I mean, no. Well, no, I, I mean, don't. I don't think that's what it was. I mean, I don't think that's what I've ever been told. I think what I've, what I have researched was it was, um, uh, probably like a roadmap, you know, or a stop sign or, right. uh, you know, one way. That was their way of trying to communicate. Yeah. I mean, well. We're going to have to look up some crop circles and do it in the next couple episodes. Uh, let's see. Danger, dangerous to yourself and others in some of those categories in that part of the pyramid are, uh, let's see, jet fuel doesn't met, met, melt steel beams. Uh, let's see. Finland doesn't exist. 
<laughs> what is soy boys? Um, I guess that we were talking off air when uh, Justin was here a few weeks ago, and Elliot. So I've been there in the roundtable about soy. Um, government government made diseases is another one on that list, and in the last category is named world ruled by supreme shadow elites. Once you believe one, you usually believe most. Get help. And some of those is uh, the Wayfair, uh, Mars Slave Colony, Pizzagate, uh, Bill Gates, Microchipping, and uh, the New World Order. Now, tell me, what is Pizzagate? Because I think we've talked about that. But... Uh, Pizzagate is the supposed uh, pedophile ring. Uh, okay, that okay. Some of the celebrities. We, we and, have talked about that. Okay. Yeah, so that's what that is. But I picked just some off the uh, conspiracy chart, and we'll go over some of those. Um, in the things that actually happen category on the conspiracy chart manufactured by Abby Richards, MK Ultra, and we've talked about that a little bit on the show, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. Well, and the Bohemian Club, we've talked about that. Yes, yes, we have. Uh, Project MK Ultra is the code name given to a program of experiments on human subjects that were uh, designated and undertaken by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, some of which were illegal. Experiments on humans were intended to develop procedures and identify drugs such as LSD to be used in interrogations in order to weaken the individual and force confessions through brainwashing and psychological warfare. The project was organized through the Office of Scientific Intelligence of the CIA and coordinated with the United States Army Biological Warfare uh, Laboratories. Uh, other names for the uh, drug-related experiments were Project Bluebird and Project Artichoke. What do you think about uh, the uh, Project MK Ultra? You know, I think it's, it's very... Uh underhanded to say the least i mean yeah i mean our government doing stuff like that to u.s and canadian citizens terrible 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 things very and you know the um i'm sure i'm sure that you know how we say most things had a uh had a beginning that was supposed to be good you know a good idea was supposed to turn turn into bad i don't see anything that could have been good at all that was a terrible terrible idea yes um officially sanctioned uh the MK Ultra project was officially sanctioned in 1953, reduced in scope in 1964, and further cut back in 1967. It was officially halted in 1973. Still, yet yeah, 20 years is a long time to be doing that kind well, yeah. of stupidness. Yeah, it was. That's, uh, that that should I mean that could be right up there with like war crimes, couldn't it? Yes, definitely, definitely. And there's uh, something that it mentions here that. We'll talk about a little bit later on in the, and not this episode, but future episodes. Um, it goes on to say that Project it, uh, Project MK Ultra was first brought to public attention in 1975 by the Church Committee of the United States Congress and Gerald Ford's United States President's Commission on CIA Activities within the United States, also known as the Rockefeller Commission. So, uh, I've not really done a whole lot of inf- of uh, digging on the Rockefeller Commission. Have you Have you heard anything about it? I've just heard the name. I don't okay. know. I think that there was more than just Project MK Ultra that that came out. That there was other things that came out as well. <laughs> I was looking ahead on this. <laughs> Which one did you find on the Prince Charles is a vampire? Yes, yes, I I saw that one. <laughs> 
I don't think I agree with that because he seems to he he has aged and keeps on aging. So. Mattress Firm, what's in that a store? Yeah, what are they going about? I have no idea. I have I, I've not had a chance to research that one yet. Uh, in the we have questions category on Abby Richards uh, conspiracy chart, Area Fifty One. Uh, Area 51 is the common name of a highly classified United States Air Force facility located within the Nevada Test and, and Training Range, a remote detached admission by Edwards Air Force Base. The facility is officially called Hominy Airport or Groom Lake. Uh, let's see. The United States Air Force acquired the site in 1955 primarily what they say is for flight testing of the Lockheed uh, U-2 aircraft. The CIA publicly acknowledged the existence of the base for the first time in June 25, 2013, following a Freedom of Information Act request filed, guess when, in 2005. Now, I thought that Bill Clinton kind of... No, no. When, when, when that report came out, and you're talking about the one that came out of Roswell in, what, 1997? Yeah, I was thinking Bill Clinton had said that, yeah, Area 51 exists. No, I, I don't think he did. Uh, even if he did, it wasn't official until the CIA made it official June 25th, 2013. Wow. It's another Mandela effect. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to go back and check that one out. Um, at the same time, they classified, uh, or I'm sorry, declassified documents detaining the history and purpose of Area 51. Area 51, as everyone knows, has become a famous place for modern conspiracy theories due to its secretive nature and connection to classified aircraft research. Some of those theories include the storage, examination, and reverse engineering of crashed alien spacecraft, including material supposedly recovered at Roswell, and the study of their occupants, and uh, they manufactured aircraft based on technology. Uh, meetings uh, or joint undertakings with extraterrestrials are also uh, supposedly uh, to have uh, occurred there. Uh, the development of time travel and teleportation technology. Uh, the development of, uh, I'm sorry, there's a there's a fly in the bunker. <laughs> so, and it's been aggravating us to death. Uh, the development of uh, exotic propulsion systems related to the Aurora program and activities related to a shadowy one world government or the Majestic 12 organization. What do you think about the conspiracy chart? I don't know. You said she was a comedian. Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, but she's did she's did some research there. Do you not agree? Yeah. I, I will give you that one to read there. Um, she's she's put a lot of work into that. You know, some of the stuff is, you know, a little bit out there, but you have to you have to do some research and form your own opinion. That's what we're all about here. Yes, definitely. So the next one is unequivocally false but mostly harmless. Uh Elvis lives. Name of Tombstone. Okay, that is a good one. That well, is Elvis good lives. One. Yes that that is a good. Um, uh, people have always said that his name on Tombstone was spelled wrong. Okay. Have 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 you heard that? No. Because Aaron was spelled with with uh, two A's. A A wrong. Yes. Okay. And it should be A R O N Elvis Aaron Presley. Now read some more stuff on your list there, and this is some stuff that I've done research on in the, probably the last couple of weeks because. Uh, I found out about this guy you're going to talk about through TikTok and did a little research on it. Bob Joyce, the pastor at the Household of Faith in Arkansas, 
Yes. Elvis and Bob share a resemblance in appearance and voice. Yes, they do. They share a very, very similar uh, appearance. The voice is unbelievable, spot on. I'm talking about talking. I'm talking about singing. Okay. Uh, the only difference between Bob Joyce and uh, Elvis is that Bob is about almost 30 years younger than Elvis would have been if he was still alive today. Okay. Some claim that their hands are the same. Example, the vein placement, uh, which they which they say is like fingerprints and don't change. Also, it's said that Elvis wore high collars and scarves due to a scar on his neck. Bob Joyce also has a scar on his neck. Yes, he does. And the hand placement and the vein thing is, from the pictures that I have saw, they're 100% legit. I need to be now, on the same page y- here. You can take and look that up. You know, just look up uh, Elvis, Elvis Presley is Bob Joyce. And then click on images, and you'll be able to find some stuff. But it is really fascinating because the guy has never publicly said that he's not Elvis Presley. And I think that there is some some way that his wife, uh, Bob Joyce's wife, may be connected to Elvis, possibly, um, when he was in his military days. Uh, she was younger than Elvis, so his wife's a little, Bob's wife is a little bit older than her. And there is a similarity with her. I can't think of her name. Did you see some pictures? I did. I did see some pictures. Now, the the question is, why would he fake his own death? I have no idea. You know, why would why did Tupac Shakur fake his? Why did Michael Jackson supposedly fake his? Tupac didn't fake his, though. Uh, people say that he's still alive. People say that Michael Jackson's still alive. I don't know. That's strange. You know, it uh, definitely makes you think. But, you know, when you get time... Check out some Bob Joyce singing videos on uh, YouTube. All right. And you will seriously be, you know, I mean, let me see if I can find one here. So quick. how old, how old is, uh, what, no. what year did, Bob, what year did Elvis Presley, was he born? Oh, I can't remember, but I mean, he's like 86. You know, Bob Joyce was born, I think in the fifties. Um, but Elvis, I don't really uh, remember. Uh, let's see. Here is, um. Here is a. Uh, Elvis Presley was born in 1935, okay. so he would be. And Bob Joyce was born supposedly in 52. So. It, this is supposed to be a clip of Bob Joyce singing. Let's turn this up and see if this is exactly. Now, this is Bob Joyce singing. What do you think? I mean, it's very close. You know, the voice is is, is pretty close, too. Uh, let's see if we can find some more here. Uh, go ahead and read something else that's on the list there you've got. Well, the next one I've got, it goes up to uh, the next category, which is dangerous to yourself and others. Okay. All right. 5G. Okay. Now, I've heard about 5G, but yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. Like, yeah. I don't know why people are afraid of that. I mean, isn't it the same as 4G? Uh, No, it's supposed to be more powerful. Why are people afraid of that? Better technology. Why are people afraid of that? People say that the radiation, some some waves that it gives off, is making people sterile and uh, giving kids autism, and it is not good. And you can even dig a little bit farther. I think two G came out in the late seventies, and they've people have claimed that when this new technology rose out, that people get sick, people die, 
and mm. it has an effect on them. Here's the thing, though. Even just having a cell phone emits so much radiation. Well, yes, yes, it does. Now, and this is a true story. It's a little bit off subject, but uh, I know a guy who uh, was a policeman in the late 70s, early 80s, had a handheld radar where he could, you know, check people's speeds. Um, when he was, like, in his car and not using it, you know, setting up or whatever, he would place it between his legs. <laughs> and the, <laughs> you think that's funny? That's terrible. Well, guess what happened to this? Guess what this guy found out, like, well, in the late 80s, early 90s? He's either sterile or got testicular cancer. He was sterile. Okay. So, and they think it was from the, the radar gun that he'd used, you know, years and years, for years and years. So... You know, some of this stuff does have truth behind it. You have to do a little bit of digging. Uh, like I said, we're just giving off some basic categories of the conspiracy chart that Abby Richards put together. Right. So there are a number of, there are quite a few people who believe that 5G is a weapon uh, that will be used to control us and make us sick. Uh, are these 5G conspiracy theories or 5G facts? You can decide for yourself. What do you think? I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, um, Cause I mean, I just got, I mean, you have 4g on your phones yes, and there was no uproar over that 5g. And it's just the next logical step up. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And in, in a world where we're constantly evolving our technology, our technology is constantly doubling itself every month. Yes. Well, it's inevitable. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I do love my iPhone and I do love the modern technology that we have. But there's times that I wish I could go back to the mid to late 80s where we didn't have that, you know. No, not me. Why? Because I enjoy my phones. Really? But didn't you enjoy watching TV and playing outside more? No. Why? Well, no, I did when I was a kid, but right. I'm not going to do that now. What am I going to play outside? Well, you, I mean, you could still watch TV. There was still stuff to do, you know, I mean, because you were connected. You yeah, know? but now uh, I save money by not paying a TV bill and I don't have so many commercials. And you also save money by switching to GEICO, correct? Okay. Conspiracy theorists have been making some serious claims in regards to the dangers of 5G technology. Conspiracy theorists have also made some of the claims uh, about Wi-Fi as well. You're probably wondering what these claims are. Well, number one, the deployment of 5G technology will be used as a weapon for global population control to reduce, uh, to reduce the number of people in the world and to control the people who remain. Some people believe that babies who are exposed to 5G will develop autism. And another popular theory is that when iPads are used in conjunction with the 5G technology, the emissions will sterilize the user. So we should not allow our children to go to schools that provide iPads for learning purposes. <clears throat> what do you think about that? Listen, I know some of the people in the world right now, and they could use a dose of sterilism. Well, well, yeah, yeah, they could. But most kids nowadays, before they go to school, they have their own iPad. Well, sure they do. I so. mean, everyone's had iPads for Fifteen years. Well, I don't understand what the problem no, is. No, they've not had them that long. They've not been out that long, have they? I don't is, know. Have iPads been out that long? I feel like they have. I don't think so. I think I they came out maybe in two thousand and ten. Uno momento, por Yes, uh, I have a number one sixty four, please. See, <laughs> but uh, Cronkite's looking up when iPads were first used mainstream uh, well march 20 march 2012 so what okay. 10 years yeah yeah nine years so almost 10 yeah i, I just round i'm up. sorry it's, man it's I'm, easy I'm, to round up. I'm sorry man i'm just splitting hairs yeah it's easy to round up 
So 5G technology is still in its infancy, and if it's dangerous, we all deserve to know about the truth. Uh, but I'm not sure I believe the conspiracy theory that 5G technology will be used for population control. Uh, these conspiracy theories have been coming from both sides of the political spectrum. Some conspiracy theorists uh, are on the extreme left while others on the extreme right. The people on the extreme left believe that 5G is being used to create a fascist state. Ugh, I'm sick of that word. Uh, <laughs> and that the government will do whatever the big businesses want. Uh, while others, while there are some people on the extreme right who believe that 5G is a tool for the socialists. Let me explain something to you. Yes, please do. I am a huge fan of Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I like Amazon. Any any online shop. If I don't have to go into a store and have people coughing on me and standing way too close mm-hmm. in line behind me to the point where I can feel them breathing on me. So basically what you're saying is there is there is enough chesters in this world. Yeah. Yeah, there's too many chesters. I I I am listen, you did it to yourself. Right. You 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 people with your standing too close and breathing on my neck, this is what happens. I would rather sit at home and shop and wait three days than to go in and get something that somebody has fondled with or top ripped the uh, fondled with. Yeah, fondled the bread or opened the top of my ice cream and licked it. No, you people are sick. Have you ever ordered Amazon ice cream before? No. Okay. I've, Do it, they sell ice cream? I don't know. That's what I was going to think. What have we with before? Looks like it would be uh, melting by the time it got to you. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? I have the Amazon app. Let me pull it up. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't have the Amazon app. I like Amazon. Well, do you ever use eBay? You can buy ice cream on Amazon. Wow. Really? Yeah. I wonder I wonder how that's delivered. I don't know. It's pretty neat, though. You're going to have to order order us some and let us know. <sighs> let us know. Oh, man. You know, if it was spoiled just the right the temperature. <laughs> and it, was, it was sticky water when it got to my house. It smelled of curds and cheese. Oh, I, I think you've got one more on your list there, don't you? Uh, no. Well, we move up to the uh, ruled by yes. supreme shadow elites, uh, ones that you believe uh, you will usually, once you believe one, you will usually believe all of them, and you should get help is what she says. Well, there's probably some cases that I need help. The unfortunate thing is most of the things that are on this is what we talk about. Yes, it is. Do we need to get help? No, not not today. So the deep state. What exactly is the deep state, and is it even real? It has been said that the deep state is the worst kept secret government or worst kept secret government operation in Washington. The so-called deep state, sometimes known as the shadow government, is often used to describe the bureaucracies of the military and spy agencies uh, and their top secret inner workings. The roots of the deep state's creation date back to the end of World War II and the expansions of what President Dwight Eisenhower deemed the military-industrial complex. Former congressional staffer Mike Lofgren uh, is the author of Deep State, The Fall of the Constitution, and the Rise of the Shadow Government and offered, uh, offered up the following definition to the deep state on Bill, Mo- on Bill Moyers. The deep state is a hybrid of national security and law enforcement agencies, the Department of Defense, the Department of State, the Department of Homeland Security, the Central Intelligence Agency, and the Justice Department. I also include the Department of Treasury because of its jurisdiction over financial flows, its enforcement of international sanctions, and its organic symbiosis with Wall Street. Pull up the Ingersoll Lockwood website why look at the board of directors okay and because it shows where they retired from 
Oh, yeah, yeah, and they're all uh, government officials. Yeah. So the term deep state has been used to refer to deliberate leaks designed to undermine the president, but also to the will and collusion of elements in the mainstream media. The latent distrust and suspected opposition of elements of the intelligence services, but also the willing resistance of certain career civil servants in the agencies charged with carrying President Trump's directions to fruition. Okay, now I don't know what the countdown is, but (laughs) there is a countdown on Ingersoll Lockwood Incorporated right now. Well, that's not good. It's a count 89 days, 9 hours, 26 minutes, 13 seconds to something. Uh, and it doesn't say what the countdown is. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I've, I've not been on this site in quite a while here. Uh, it says join Carbon Capture Shield on June 21st, but that's not 80-some, 89 days away. Hey, uh, Siri. Let's see if my Siri comes up. Hey, Siri. Let's turn it up. Hey, Siri. Okay, thank you. Um, what is 89 days from now? Let's see what she says. Hey, Siri, what is 89 days from now? It's the 17th of September, 2021 at 1.25 p.m. So September 17th, 2021. Uh, I'm going to take a screenshot of that and do some research on that. Um just to find out what supposedly happens. Were you able to find out what the countdown clock is? No, that's very strange. Uh, that is, yeah, yeah, that is really strange. Why do you think now that are they just messing with the world? I have no clue, but it's the maybe they're just messing with us. Maybe they're maybe they're big fans. They've got a new section here that says space Space Force Labs, but it's in red. Like you can't you can't click on it like you can some of the other options. Carbon shield capture coming soon. Uh, okay, you were talking about the board of directors, correct? Yes. Let's see our history. Okay, all right. What do you want to know about the board of directors? So, what are some of the, what are the um, where do they retire from? Uh, well, the military. Let's see. The Samuel G. Sa- uh, Stephen G. Samuels uh, is retired and. He's also a founding member of the Department of Homeland Security, uh, the U.S. Navy, U.S. Army, uh, Department of Defense Consultant, U.S. Army, U.S. Army, U.S. Patriot, and uh, Secretary of the Board. Sounds very deep statey to me. I would like to know what they're counting down to. Yeah, that's scary. On September 17th, 2021. Could be the Great Awakening. So, well, you know... uh, we won't get into politics, but there's some people saying that there's going to be a great change on August 15th, 2021. How so? Uh, I'll tell you about that when we when we get off the air. Okay. Uh, it's, it's actually kind of fascinating. So uh, Is it what I think it is? Uh, well, what do you think it is? Well, I don't want to say it on the air if you don't want to say it on the air. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I mean, <laughs> you can say it on the air. Well, I know you're going to let me say it on the air. Go ahead. No. No, Why? it's okay. All right. I'll just go ahead and tell you because I'm going to blurt it out, and if people don't like it, they don't have to listen. But there's some people that's claiming that there's going to be a second inauguration of Donald Trump on August 15th, 2021 of this year. Um, this guy that made this claim actually had proof, and if you look at it for a little bit, you think it is 
photoshopped, but I don't think it is because you can do a little digging and there's kind of something that backs it up. Uh, some performers that he has listed. Uh, one of them is Kid Rock, and if you look at Kid Rock's Kid Rock's tour schedule, he's supposed to be at uh, two at at the same place doing two shows on August the fourteenth and fifteenth. You click on the August the fourteenth show, you can buy tickets. You click on the August the fifteenth show, it says page was removed. You can't buy tickets to supposed second date. You click on five days later, you can buy tickets. Now, if his second day. At this one particular state, I think it was uh, Milwaukee, if he was uh, supposed to have two shows at the same place, August 14th and August 15th, you know, they pre-planned those way in advance. Sure. So, and I'm sure they've they've sold tickets, you know. And uh, maybe later on, as the date gets closer, we may even call the place on the show to see why we can't buy tickets on that day. And we may come up with and be like, hey, we had tickets for August 15th show. It's canceled. You know why? Just to, just to see what happens. Now the question so, is, but we don't po- talk politics on this show because people get very angry and upset that we have an opinion. Oh hell with them! Listen, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you a question here. The how will how would that even go about? How, how would that even be possible, brother? I don't and, know. And it's but, June right now, well, so how would? I have no idea. But the way the state of the world is right now, you know, I mean, I mean, how could they? Well, this this guy actually has proof, and I'll and I'll show you this proof in just a few minutes. And okay, it will it will it's it's kind of mind blowing. Don't so, get me wrong, I'll look for dollar so, fifty gas again. Oh yeah, yeah, I love cheap gas. So you want to tell us about something before we wrap this episode up? Well, July thirty first, Goose. What are you doing? I will be in Pikeville at the Appalachian Wireless Arena for the Pikeville Comic and Toy Con twenty twenty one. All you had to say was, I'll be hanging out with my good buddy Cronkite. And I'll then be, I would have said. I'll be hanging out with my good buddy Cronkite. And then I would have said, I'm Cronkite, and I'm going to be hanging out at the Appalachian Wireless Arena on July 31st. Uh, I think that's a Saturday. Yes, it is. Uh, that's uh, going to be the Pikeville Comic and Toy Con. Uh, you can reach their website, pikevillecomiccon.net. They also have a Facebook page, or you can contact the East Store Comic and Tech Shop on Facebook or call the 606-263-4946 for more information. Sounds great to me. Uh, let's see. Before we go, I want to thank Pup for joining us, the Thanks, first Pup. part of the show. I also want to thank Seth from Seth's Daily Daily Podcast on uh, YouTube. You can catch that. Uh, let's see. On next week's show, by request, we'll be going over the secret space program from the Great Awakening map. That's just one section of the map that we'll discuss uh, things that are in that particular block of the map, and we'll go over a couple of those. Uh, I want to thank everyone uh, for uh, being a fan of Here to Chew Bubblegum. That really means a lot to us. You know, we do not discriminate. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a voice, including us. Yes. So, you know. Uh, well, think about it this way. You you listen to us for a reason. Yes. And, exactly. And yes, I'm very sorry that all the time we can't just ear candy it up. Make everybody happy. So, you know, sometimes we got to listen to other listeners and we have to do topics on that. That's exactly right. Uh, before we go, I want to say special thanks to Carlin for all the voiceover work. Uh, CK, Uncle Bill, and the rest of the gang at deadpit.com. Justin Perkins of Talk Junkie. Be sure to check out Down on the Holler with Jordan and Brad. 
Uh, also, don't forget about the Spooky Family Podcast is up and going now. For more information, visit SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. That'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week. And until then, so long for now. Thanks for listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know. <laughs>